0: I told you twice a year we try to take this we try to take this pause on, on vision, and last fall uh, we did that around October and and uh, we we sort of I bring to you a vision message around uh, legacy season. So every year at the end of the year we take a very special vision offering called the legacy offering, where we really think what would happen if together we could give t- to a cause that was bigger than ourselves, that our legacy outlasted just sort of what we had and what we built and what we did here. How we could leave a legacy of, of, of changing the world together and kind of what we're praying for, what we're doing around the world. Actually, I, I brought to you several stories around the world. Matter of fact, one of the missions that we support in Haiti, uh, I told you recently just an absolute, actually since legacy, since December, uh, the nation of Haiti has been on lockdown. Uh, literally, the, 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 the citizens can't leave. It's, it's, I mean, it's been, abs- it's been, it's been chaotic. Uh, scary all the missions trips have been canceled no flight commercial airliners are, are you know have canceled flights in and out and our missionary there just outside of Port-au-prince uh, they have just begun to release some of those some of those lockdowns and he's actually flying to San Antonio he'll be with us uh, in just a couple of weeks, and, and and maybe maybe we're we're trying to work our schedule where uh, you can meet him there, but we sort of talked to you about what we can do together, and how we can change the world together in places like Haiti, and places like the Philippines, and around the world, and really what we want to do here at home, so in the fall, I kind of showed you what we want to do at home, like, we don't even know where, we don't know how, we just know God's put something on the, on the inside of our hearts, God ever told you to do something you had no idea how it was going to work out, anybody else but me, and you think, God, what in the world, this doesn't even make sense, like... You ever had? I don't want to get spooky. You ever had a vision of something you don't even know where it was? This morning, I, I was I was up most of the night. I don't sleep good on Saturday nights anyway, thinking about you. But I was up most of the night, and, and somewhere between early this morning, between one and about four o'clock, I I really felt like I, just, I could see something. I had no idea where it was. You can call it a vision, or maybe I ate Taco Bell too late last night. But 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 I really I, there's just there are times in my life when I see like. I, we talked about we talked about a building. We don't know where it's going to be, everybody. We don't know who owns it. Some of you may. We don't, we, we don't know how much it costs. We don't know where it's at. We just know it's highly visible. It's, it's, it's accessible. It's warm. It's welcome. I, we don't even know what it looks like. It may look something like this. I showed you this in the fall. It may look like a lobby that looks like that. I don't know who these people are, but they're probably living in your neighborhood, re- ready to come to church. You just got to bring them with you, and, 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 and it's buzzing with people, and they're connecting, and, and they're making church more than just church, and it's family, it's it's groups getting together, and, and, there's, and there's dream teamers there that are smiling. I think I like this picture the most, because I, I don't know where she is, but I want her in the dream team, because... I like I like people who choose joy and, and, and they're just giving their best and they're making room for other people and you check your kids into the kids ministry, it looks something like this. I don't know. Next slide, I I don't I don't know where this is or why it looks like this. I just think it probably looks like looks like some age appropriate rooms for students and kids and preschool and nursery to sort of find their place and, and, and they're taught God's word in an exciting way and 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 they're taught they're valuable to God. They've got a purpose on their life. They're called by God. They're called to be leaders and not followers. Here, come on, everybody. You know what I'm trying to say. I don't know where it is. I just know. I just know it looks something like that. And and I know after you drop your kids off there, because you got here early, because you got here early, and 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 you dropped your kids off to kids ministry. And a lot of people get here early to do that, and they drop their kids off to kids ministry, and then. And then you walk into the auditorium that may look something like this. I don't know where it's at. I don't know when we're going to get it, but it looks something like that. And I know there's hundreds of of places for people. I, I know that. I know it's got cutting edge audio and video and lighting, but not meant to entertain you. This isn't Vegas, everybody. It's meant to draw us into God's presence. Come on, everybody. It, it, this is where lives are changed, and people are saved, and marriages are healed, and addicts are delivered, and people are pastored, and prayers are offered, and discovered is found, and the church is mobilized. I don't know where any of this is. I just know it's coming, and I want, I want, I want you to know it's coming. I want you to get it in your mind. That's, what's, that's what vision's all about. It's something you give your life to. It's something worth giving everything to. As a matter of fact, in December, above and beyond your normal tithing, we gave over $60,000 away in one month because of your giving. And, and, and you're just saying, man, I'm, I'm, I don't even know where it is. We're just giving to something bigger than we are. And, and you think, well, Pastor, why, you know, why four or five months later? Why are we still talking about vision? Because I can't let you, I can't let you just settle back on what has been. Or, or it could be. Here's the reason. Here's the reason you got to have a vision message. Listen, write this down. The reason you got to have vision constantly, and I love preaching vision to you, is this: is because Proverbs twenty nine says it like this, that if people can't see what God's doing, if people can't see what God's doing, another translation you'll probably know it better this way, where there is no vision, if people can't see what God's doing, then they stumble all over themselves. They stumble all over themselves, but when they, listen, but when they attend to what God reveals, when they, in other words, God has a plan, and when, you, when your life lines up with the plan of God for your life, when you attend to what God reveals, they are, or underline this in your Bible, they are the most blessed. Let me, let me ask you a question. Look, could it be that some of the stumbling in your life, you're stumbling all over yourself, that your life is a mess? because you don't have anything in your life bigger than the mess of your life? Could could it be that you stumble all over in your marriage and your relationships and everything in your life that you just feel like, man, I can't get on my feet. Every time I, I try, you know, I take a step forward. We take two steps back. Could it be that it's because you got nothing else you're living for bigger than your own problems bigger than the mess you live for really one of one of the jobs I have as your pastor is to give you something bigger than your problems because when you focus on something more than that and you attend to what god reveals then you get what, what really is my prayer for you and this church's prayer for your life is. I don't want you to just barely get by. We talk often about life-giving Christianity here. And some of you, the only way you know the difference between life-giving Christianity is if you've ever been in a church that isn't life-giving Christianity. You know what I'm trying to say in that? It's life sucking out of you. You know what I mean? You just It just takes all the life out of you. You, you leave church with your head down and your shoulders slumped over, feeling worse about yourself, never really an encounter with the presence of the living God, never really you know, finding your place in the family of God. And I don't want that for you. I want you to have a life-giving relationship with Jesus Christ, and I want you to be most blessed. I want you to live a most blessed life. That's really, that's really our prayer for you here. But in order for you to live this kind of most blessed life, you you, you got to see what God's doing. You got to you got to live your life in such a way. You, you got to attend to what God has revealed. So, what's God revealed? What's the plan of God for my life? God has a plan for your life. If you believe that, shout a big amen to that. God's got a plan for me. And 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 if you, and if you if you sit around here long, we put it on the walls. We print it on everything we do. If you go to my ministry center, it's printed in our ministry We write it on the walls. Habakkuk says to write the vision and make it plain. So we try to make it as plain and write it everywhere for you. And we print it everywhere for you because I think it's a journey that God wants every person in this world to go on. It's not just exclusive to you or to this church. I think it's the vision for every person God created. And I want to give you that vision in four steps. So let me, let me give you that vision how God, how it plays out for City Hills and how, how how you think you need to take your next step? Now look at me in the eyes, because some of you've been kicking the tires long enough at City Hills. It's time for you to take your next step. And and I know that's going to seem like it's a it's a little rubbing. You know, I want to be the I want to be the sand inside the oyster that turns you. I just want to irritate you enough. You'll become what God's called you to be. You know what I mean. I just, I, I just, I want, I want to push you beyond your lethargy of I just like attending this church. To this is my church family, and I'm joining in the mission of this church to be everything God wants us to be. Amen, everybody. All right, get your notes together. Write this down. Here's the first thing I think God has planned for you. It's God's plan for every person in the world to know God, to know God, to know God, not to know about God. Now, now I'm gonna I'm gonna say something that you can't misinterpret. Matter of fact, you can go back and listen to the podcast just so you don't get this sentence wrong. Listen close. Not know about the Bible. I've met a lot of religious people who who spend four or five nights a week in different studies uh, and different and this and you got Greek and Hebrew down, but you don't know the God of the Bible. You just know the Bible. And while while studying the Bible is a worthwhile cause, it's not, that that doesn't substitute you knowing the God of the Bible you having a real relationship. Church is not just for theologians, everybody. Thank God for that, by the way. Church is not just for theologians. It's for normal people who wouldn't know Greek. The only thing I know about Greek is I really like the food. That's what I know about a lot of things, as a matter of fact. I don't know. Listen, there's a a lot left to be known, but this is what I do know. I don't want this church to be known for its doctrine only, its theology only. I want this church to be known because these people, the people who call that place home, are madly, passionately, vibrantly in love with the God of the Bible. They have a relationship that's life-giving. It's normal. And listen, I want you to commit your whole life to God. Now, I know this is hard but this is the vision that God has for your life. Some of you are just tiptoeing into knowing God. Let me let me give you let me give you this. Christianity is not a halfway sport. It's a full contact sport. You cannot play Christianity halfway. You can't just run in every once in a while and play you know just throw a ball and I'm going to be here for a little bit and then I'm going to be out for a little bit and I'm going to try I'm going to jump in when things go bad and I'm going to jump out when things are okay when I need God to do something good I'm going to jump in when I don't I'm going to jump out no 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 you got to go in all the way with God and I'm calling this church if you call this place home to a full commitment to knowing God to living your life that's transformed from the inside out. You say, Pastor, is that legalistic? That's not legalistic at all. That's I know the God of the Bible so much that He changes my insides, that then change what happens on the out. My life changes, my speech changes, where I go changes, how I I talk, the business I deal with, everything about how I pastor, how I lead my family, how I lead my, my wife, my marriage, everything about my life is different, not because I'm religious, but because I know God. But because I have a relationship with God, and I do it with all of my heart. Here's what Jeremiah says, if you'll look for me, underline this in your Bible, wholeheartedly, you'll find me. There's some people I met who are excellent, excellent religious people who haven't searched for God wholeheartedly. And if you can't find him today, it's not because he's gone, it's because you you haven't applied your whole heart wholeheartedly you'll find me if you'll look for me. I'll be found by you, says the Lord. And it's not just so that you and I can be in relationship. Blessings always follow this. Some people only go to God when things are bad because, God, I, I got a problem. I, this is a sad thing to tell you, but this is a truth of, of the business that I'm in. Sometimes I see people that come back to church, and when I when I haven't seen you for six or seven months, and then I see you back, here's what I know. Something's going wrong again. And you need God to rescue you. What if you lived your whole life seeking God wholeheartedly, and when you get in that wholehearted relationship, he said, I'll I'll handle all that stuff you need. I'll end your captivity and restore your fortunes. I'll bless you when I get your whole heart, not just when you need me because you're desperate. Is, Is that okay for everybody? I I want you to know God. I I want you to know God intimately. City Hills has a vision for you. Listen, the vision of this house will always be until Jesus returns for His glorious church for you to know God. If you're looking for a church and a pastor that just that gives you the breakdown of all the Hebrew meetings and reads backwards and turns their Bible upside down to find numerology, this ain't your church. But you will never find anybody else who wants you to know Jesus as much as I do, who wants you to have a relationship with Him as much as I do, who wants you to be vibrant and life-giving as much as I do. It's the vision of this house, write this down, for lost people to be saved. For lost people to be saved. When you know God is for lost people to be saved. Every single service. Every single Sunday. Every meeting I want you to email me Every time you're in a connect group And somebody gives their heart to Christ I want you to Every time you're in a huddle I wouldn't mind somebody on the dream team Saying you know what I've never surrendered my heart to the Lord And you can lead them to the Lord Every Sunday Look at me I repent to you For every Sunday I have preached to you And not give sinners a chance To give their heart to Christ It is always the mission of this house For lost people to be saved This is the perfect church For imperfect people This is not the church Where all the religious just people have it all together. This is not the church where we pretend our marriages are okay, our finances are fine, we've got no struggles, no anxiety and no problems. No no no. This is not that kind of church. This is the church where people who are lost can be found. can know God. Now listen, don't misinterpret this. you're gonna to have to listen to this again as well. This is not the church for people from other churches. I'm glad you're here. I want you to be here. If you feel like this is home, uh, stay here. Get get in, get but our primary focus is not church people who go to other churches who just decide what church they like different this Sunday. The primary reason this church exists is for people who aren't here yet. It's for lost people to be saved. It's for the hurting. It's for the helpless. It's for those who've never heard. It's for those who've been disconnected from church for a while. I want you to invite everybody you know. If they're disconnected from their church, if they're dis- I'm I'm not telling you that's not who. I'm just telling you our primary focus is for people who are lost. That's why the church of Jesus Christ exists. Say amen to that, everybody for people to know God. We are a hospital, write this down, not a holy huddle. We're a hospital, not a holy huddle. This is triage. Look around. Don't write me and say, Pastor, I know about Mike. I know what he does. Don't worry about Mike. He's in the hospital just like you are. You may have been here longer. You may be on your road to recovery longer than he is, but he's in the same hospital you are, and we haven't discharged you yet because you aren't perfect yet. This is a hospital. This is not just where all the Christians gather in our holy huddle to talk about what we studied in the Bible last week. This is where we gather so we can see lost people saved and we can know God together. This is a hospital, not a holy huddle. Shout amen to that. Is this okay, everybody? Are you coming back next week? Please look at your neighbor and say, come back next week. He'll he'll be calm." Here's the second thing, right? I probably won't, because I'm I'm just I'm more fired up about this than probably anything else. I got to be honest with you. Uh, we 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 have to we have to be focused on the lost. You say, why another church in San Antonio? There's 2.2 million people in the city of San Antonio. They say in the next 20 years, that number's going to double. Over 4 million people in the city of San Antonio and its suburbs. Do you know that 70%, by the most conservative estimates, 70% of the inhabitants currently of San Antonio say they aren't connected to any local church vibrantly? That's why we need another local church. That's why, because people are lost and people are hurting and people need hope. And we're a hospital, not a holy huddle. Here's the second thing. Write this down. We want you to know, to, to know God and to find freedom. That, it, it's, it's, it's really the plan of God for your life. After God saves you, for Him to deliver you. Now, deliverance is not just when somebody puts their hand on your head and says, Come out, devil! <laughs> Though some of you need that. <laughs> deliverance is, is, is more of a process than it is a one-time occurrence. Now, if you're married to somebody, their head spins and they projectile vomit, talk to me after service, okay? It's a whole different kind of deliverance. But I'm just talking about the stuff of your life. I'm talking about the issues of your life. You need freedom from that. You can be saved and still bound, everybody. You can be saved and on your way to heaven and still have bad habits and past hurts and current struggles and sin in your life. And most of it stems from the wrong relationships you're with. If you keep hanging around the same people you were lost with and you get saved, guess what's going to happen to you? You're going to have a tough time staying saved when all the people you got are lost friends. The best thing I can give you after salvation is to help you get in godly right relationships. The best thing I can give you after I introduce you to Jesus, who can save you, is to get you the right relationship, so you can find freedom from your past. Because write this down: no one. I'm, I'll stand on this till Jesus comes back. No one grows up alone. No one can. Bec- you can become a Christian by yourself, but you can't stay that way. No one can mature alone. There is no such thing. There's no such thing. There's no New Testament principle. There's no biblical principle of anybody. You can't find one person who matured as a believer as a long ranger. Not one. Even when there was a split in the New Testament church, John Mark leaves. He takes another disciple with him. Sixteen years, he's disconnected from the Apostle Paul. He's still got somebody with him because two are better than one. No one grows up alone. No one can mature alone. If you and I need freedom from our past, and we do, if you and I need deliverance from our hang-ups and our hurts, and we do, it's only going to happen because we have the right relationships in our life. If we need freedom and deliverance from where we are, you can be saved and still bound by all of that stuff. And the best way for you to find freedom is get in the right relationships. You say, where is that at? How is that in the Bible? Why can't I just magically just get delivered from that? I'll tell you why. Proverbs 13 and 20 says it this way. If you'll walk with the wise, your life will change. If you'll get in the right relationships, quit being a lone ranger. Quit thinking you can do it on your own, by yourself, without a church family, without a connect group. If you'll walk with the wise, you'll become wise. But a companion of fools suffers harm. I ain't calling your high school friends fools, but a companion of fools suffers harm. It matters who you're in relationship with. It matters the people. It matters the people that you're with. It matters that you got a church family. Look into me in my eyes. You need a church family. I want it to be this one. But if it's not, find one. Go all in with it. Get connected and see if you don't find freedom from your past. Wherever it is, quit looking for something else. This is the plan of God to rescue your life. This is God's plan for you to find freedom. I've never been on a cruise ship. Does anybody like to cruise? Where oh, all the cruisers at? Where you at? All the, yeah, I can tell. Y'all put it all over Facebook. All, 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 I've never been on a cruise for a lot of reasons. Number one, it's probably all about control, honestly, because, you know, I'm not driving the boat. And and I'm, I'm out there in the middle of the ocean, and, and, and for, for the same reason why you like it disconnected, I, it gives me anxiety thinking about, you know, not being able to just jump off and swim back to the shore, you know. And especially the other night, my kids had never seen and this. May not be that I shouldn't probably tell you this, but we watched the end of Castaway with my kids, and I thought, "That's me. If I go on a cruise ship, that's going to be me. I'm going to end up talking to a volleyball for four and a half years before somebody rescues me." Never been on a cruise ship, but but I, but I have a lot of pe- a lot of people, and I, and I hear it's amazing, and it's amazing for a whole lot of different reasons. It's amazing because it's all about you, everybody. A cruise ship is all, you're disconnected from the world. I'm not paying that $80 to get my cell phone to work. Just, I don't care. I I got no cell service. Nobody can reach you. Nobody can email you. Nobody can text you. Nobody can get to you. And they cater to your every single desire. I've heard. I've never been on, but I've heard on a cruise ship you can have a magician one night if you like magicians, and he'll do. You sit in there, and he does, and everybody claps. And then, and then, and then if you say I'm done with it, then the next night you can go salsa dancing. Come on, somebody, you just you just get it. I mean, just get after it. Just you can just dance the night away. I don't know these people. I'm never going to see them again. I'm in Costa Maya. I am. I'm dancing the night away. It's for me. It's by me. If you don't want to toss a Tulsa dance and you don't like magicians, you can just lay by the pool with virgin pina coladas all day long. I got you. You, you can just lay there all, all day. Just, I don't even care. You, you, you don't have a bikini body, but you're in the middle of the ocean. You're never going to see them people again. It don't matter. It's for you. You're on a cruise ship, everybody. It's, it's catered to you. you. It's all you can eat, food, everybody. All you can eat, everything. You want pizza one meal? It's pizza. How many pizzas you want? What kind of pizza do you want? If After pizzas, you can go to burgers. Burgers are open all night long. You want, you want a burger with a side of two lobster tails. Come on, everybody. I want two lobster tails, two steaks, a hamburger, and, and the ice cream machine flows all night. You can just stick your head underneath it like this right here. All, two o'clock in the morning, you can get up. Buffet, everything, chef prepares, whatever you want. Bring another one. I'm on a cruise, and this is about me. I want what I want, how I want, when I want. Let me look at you in the Eyes and tell you, this church is not a cruise ship, we're a lifeboat, we're on a lifeboat, not a cruise ship, a cruise ship tailors to you being alone, choosing what you want, when you want, how you want, disconnected from everybody. But we're on a lifeboat, everybody. We're not on a cruise ship. We're on a lifeboat. And a lifeboat's only got one mission, and it's to rescue the people who are still in the water. That's what people get in a lifeboat for. We are not on a cruise. If you thought Christianity was a cruise ship, you are sorely mistaken. This is not for, go take a cruise, go to Galveston, get out of here and cruise the night away. But church is a lifeboat, and we're here to rescue people, not from other boats, listen to me, not people who are already on other lifeboats that's not why we exist we exist for people who are drowning in the water and we're on a lifeboat, come here, come here Henry, come here, come here, come here, come here, Graylin, come here, Morgan, hurry hurry, hurry, get on the boat with me, y'all be careful I got the three biggest dudes, get in here get in here who, it's not going to pop, we're going to make it I'm going to get out before it does listen who's on your boat matters if you're on a if you're on a lifeboat and not a cruise ship, the people in this close proximity to you matter. It's why you need life-giving relationships. It's why you need a church family. Because we're in close confines here in this lifeboat. we got to get along together. we got to pray for each other. If we're going to survive this, we're going to have to pray for one another. You need somebody, when you get pulled out of the water, to put their coat around you and warm you up. You you need somebody to tell you, we're going to make it. It's going to be okay. Everybody can get through this. You you need somebody to dry you off when they pull you out of the water. We're a lifeboat, not a cruise ship. Guys, don't pop my boat. i got to use it. We're on a rescue mission. And who you're in the lifeboat with matters. The second part of our vision, listen close for you to find freedom. Lost people have to get saved, and saved people need pastoring. Saved people need to get pastored in a boat, in the family, with some people who care for you. And feed you. Come on, get on this boat with me. I'll take care of you when you're down. I'll help you when you're out. Get on my boat. I'll I'll dry you off from the divorce you just went through. I'll care for you. I'll be there because your mother just died and you don't know how you're going to go on. Get get, get on our boat. I'll I'll prepare a meal for you when you just had a kid, when you just buried your father. we'll, We'll be there for you. We'll pray for you when I miss you three or four Sundays in a row. Somebody's trying to rescue you again, pulling you back out of the water. Listen. This is not a cruise ship. This church will never, if that's what you're looking for, I love you, I bless you, but I bless you somewhere else. Go find you another buffet you can eat at. This church is a lifeboat, and we're here to rescue people. And by the way, let me go, since I'm preaching about it, since I'm pastoring you, is that okay with you? You can't rescue anybody one foot out of the lifeboat and one foot in. Some of you are trying out other churches and trying out this one. I got no problem with it at all. The problem with that occurs, this is flat ground. You see, it's okay right now. But when waves start coming, you'll fall out of both boats if you don't get in one. Is that okay? You've you got to get all the way in a boat. You gotta, that's why I tell you about Growth Track. That's why I tell you about Connect Groups. Because I want you to join the family because the waves are coming. And you need somebody in your boat rowing the same direction you are. Helping you rescuing you, praying for you, caring for you. We're a lifeboat, not a cruise ship. There is no plan B, by the way, for God to deliver people. It's always been about other people. When God wanted to deliver the Israelites, He could have done it all by Himself. You know the plagues were God's idea, right? God could do all that by Himself. He didn't need Moses for that, except He'll never deliver anybody without a person. And you won't find deliverance unless you find another person. You need freedom. We're not here from people for other boats. I love them. I thank God for them. If they're, if they're disconnected from their boat and they've fallen in the water, get them. But get in the boat. Get in a group. Go ahead and go all in on this church family. See if God doesn't change your life and settle your yesterdays and 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 then i think the best part honestly i think the best part of christianity happens next once you sort of wipe the smudge off the lens of your life and you can see clearly because you you've been rescued because you've been delivered there's freedom now from it now 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 i think you make the turn in christianity and the third part of our vision is that you discover your purpose well once you've cleared the lens uh, uh, of your past now you can move beyond just just eating and sleeping and working and paying bills and realize God has a plan for your life. God has a purpose for your life. You're not just a collection of cells randomly. By the way, let me go ahead and make a statement about that. I don't care what Supreme Court or what state legislature says. When a baby is conceived, they got a plan from God and all the days of their life are written in his book. They have purpose. Before you were born, Jeremiah said, I knew you in your mother's womb, and I formed you there, and I gave you purpose and a calling there. I called you out there. You can move your life beyond just existing. This is really what I want you to get to. Once you know God and you get saved, once you get in a boat with other people to to rescue and settle your yesterdays, now you really you start living the best Christian life you can because you discover the purpose God has for you. You say, Pastor, you don't know me. He doesn't have purpose for me. Oh, yes, He does. Ephesians 2 says we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do something with our lives. To do good works which God prepared for you in advance to do. God had a plan for you before you ever had a plan for you. God knew where you were going to go. You say, you don't know my story. Surely this isn't God's plan for my life. Surely God didn't write this story. Listen to me. Just because you're living a life that that you wrote, don't blame God's book for that. The Bible said all the days of your life are written in His book. In other words, there's a book somewhere in heaven, leather-bound, and on the front side of that is Mitch. It's actually Curtis Mitchell with one L. You're welcome. Curtis Mitchell Rose written in that book. And every day I will live is written in that book. The plan of God for my life is written in that book. Now listen, just because you aren't there yet doesn't mean you can't get there. You can get, listen, you can get to Austin going through Houston. It's silly. It'd be crazy for you to go all the way to Houston, turn all the way back around, go 290, all the way to Austin. But you can get there. And if your story doesn't match up to God's book yet, it doesn't mean you're too far gone. It just means God can readapt your story to fit the end of the book He has planned for you. That He's got a purpose for your life. That's called redemption, by the way. That He redeems your life. And now the story that you've lived with all of its twists and turns and ups and downs, and and, and, and I don't know if this is going to work. You go, God, finish this story for me me. Tell me what I'm supposed to do with my life. God has something for you to do. God has something for you to do. It's not something for you to worry about. It's something for you to discover. It's not something for you to pray about. It's something for you to discover. Some people have been in this church two and a half years. I love you. Look at me in the eyes. I love you. You know I do. Look here. I love you. But if you've been here two and a half years praying to do something, you're not praying anymore. You're stalling you got to discover what God's designed you to do. you got to go, okay, God, tell me what only I can do. The City Hills vision and God's vision for your life, for the world, is that once you get saved, lost people are saved, saved people are pastored, but now it's God's plan for those pastored people to be trained to do what God's called them to do. That's what the growth track's all about. It starts today. Step one of the growth track is today. You can jump on today. You've been kicking the tires long enough. Just two Sundays to discover your spiritual gifts, how God's designed you, the personality that you have, and you can find your purpose. You can become a member there. You can get in the boat there. Every single month since we started this church now, 28 times we've done the, we've done a growth track cycle. By the way, we've graduated over 150 people from growth track in 28 months. 28 times is like a big family reunion. We just get together and go, hey, what part do you play? What part do I play? How can I move this this lifeboat forward? What's the purpose God has for me? Because the church, look at me, the church of Jesus Christ, this church is a locker room. And we need more people in the locker room to get trained and empowered and equipped to get in the game and do the thing God called you to do. You can call me coach after this, but I'm doing all I can to pump you up in the locker room. To get you out doing the thing that God called you to do. I want you to train in here. I want you to get in here and get all that you can. Get equipped. Our team knows. Our pastors know. Our our leaders know. Our job is not to do ministry for you. It's to train you, equip you, and empower you to do ministry that God called you to do. The unique thing you have. The thing that only you can do. You say, well, if I don't do it, somebody else will. Look at me. Somebody else may fill a role, but nobody will do what God God called you to do we'll find somebody else on loadout don't worry about it, we'll find somebody else but if God gave you a unique gift and you don't do it, the kingdom of God is missing what you have we'll find other singers, don't worry about us, we're going to make it but but if you're called to do it, it we're, the kingdom of God's going to miss out on your calling you got a purpose to do in your life because once you get saved, save people write this down, serve people Save people, serve people. Save people can't just say when the, when you get in the boat, you can't just go uh, y- y- listen. Y- y- good luck to all y'all, okay? Kind of like on Titanic. I never quite understood why it was that, the, that, that she just let him drown all the way down there. She had plenty of room on that little on that little piece of wood. Tell him get up here. She never even reached for him. Y'all know that's true. She let your boy just float all the way down to the bottom like that. That don't mean old woman. L- listen. If all you do is sit on the boat and go, good luck to all of y'all, I'm in church, I'm going to heaven, I know what I'm supposed to do. That's not what saved people say. Hey, listen, get on here and help us rescue more people. Get on here and help us build more lifeboats. Get on here and help us start more connect groups. Get on this team so we can start more teams, so we can start more campuses, so we can plant more churches, so we can rescue more people who are drowning. I want you to discover the purpose God has for your life. I want you to serve people because when you're saved, you serve. So that you can live the highest, what psychologists call transcendence. The highest form of living is when you make a difference with your life. That's the fourth part of our vision, that you make a difference. That you live your life for something bigger than your life. I told you to begin with, if you're stumbling all over yourself, maybe it's because you have nothing bigger to live for than your problems. If you get up every day thinking about just you, your mess, your problems, you'll stumble all over It may be time to do something with your life that matters. Now listen to me. It may be time to do something with your life that matters. That matters. That matters. The City Hills vision and God's vision for you and for this church is after lost people get saved, and those saved people get in a lifeboat and you get pastored, those pastored people go through growth track, discover the purpose God has for them. They get trained. Now it's that trained people are mobilized. The ultimate plan that this church has is not for you on a cruise ship; it's for you on a battleship. Where I, I I I don't I don't want to just listen. I love I love it's uh, whatever other churches do is fine. I, I'm telling you, there a lot of people gonna make it to heaven doing it different than me. A lot of people. But I never wanted a church full of people who are consuming. I want a church full of people who are contributing. Who get their hands in, in in the field? Matter of fact, the Bible says it like this: that the harvest is not the problem. The harvest is white. Workers are the problem. Pray for laborers into the harvest. Harvest is not the problem. People want Jesus. You say, "Oh, Pastor, this world's getting too bad." Listen, you get broken enough, you'll try anything. Your neighbors want what you have. Your your co-workers need Christ. The the people in your world, your family who said, I'll never go to church, they don't mean that. They will. They just need an invitation. They just need somebody to be mobilized, use their gifts to make a difference in the world. They just need people to do what God's called them to do. It's easy to get caught up. Listen, it's easy to get caught up living your life for things that don't matter. Money. you got to have it. It's important I'm not preaching against it matter of fact I want you to have more of it but I don't want you to have more money just so you have more money I want you to we, we do not give so we can get we get so we can give more I want you to have more so that you can change the world bigger I, I, I there's nothing wrong with 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 extracurricular stuff and sports and and shopping and golf and fishing and stuff and do it do all the travel. Go. I'm going to so I don't make you feel bad. So when I'm gone this summer, y'all don't look at me crazy. I'm going to take my little babies to Disneyland. we going to Disneyland baby. Because I got I to be married to her when y'all leave this church. I still got to be married to her. No, y'all laugh at that, but that's real. I still have to raise my babies. I, I don't mind you doing all that stuff. Do it all. But listen to me. Don't live your life for stuff that doesn't matter. It's not about vacations and golf and Disney and fishing and sports and football. All that's fine, but it's not worth giving your life to. Because time is short, my friends. The opportunity to do something with your life is short. Psalms 90 says it like this. Teach us, God, to number our days and recognize how few they are. And help me to spend them as I should. Help me to number my days and realize I don't have much longer to do what you've called me to do. I'll be 38 this month, everybody. That's not old. I know you're looking at me thinking, man, I wish I was 38 again and I had time. But I got to be honest with you, I feel like I'm running out of time to do everything God's put in my heart to do. I just got a few short years in the scheme of eternity. I got a few short more years to do what God's called me to do, everything He's put in my heart. Every church He's called me to plant. Every person He's called me to reach. Every book He's called me to write. Every place He's called me to go and preach the gospel. I just got a few short years. Teach me to number my days. Teach me not to live for stuff that doesn't matter. So that I can spend my days doing what you've called me to do. You say, Pastor, what matters? There may be more, but I only got three. I think God matters. I think your relationship with God matters most. If it's not right, go all in wholeheartedly. I think people matter. I think Jesus died for the people on the path, not the path. You can be all theologian you want to be, but if you're not reaching people, you're not doing what Jesus died for. He died for people. People matter. That's why you got to get on a lifeboat. That's why you got to get in a connect group. That's why you got to make this church family. You got to go all in because people matter. People matter. People matter. And I think eternity matters. I'm not living for just this world. I'm living for that one. God's ultimate plan, listen, is to save you, to put you in a family that will help you, to redeem the purpose that He has for you. And then when all of that transpires, listen to me, when you know God, when you've found freedom from your past, when you've awakened the purpose God has for you, then the plan of God for your life is always that you reach back in the water for more people. I'm calling this church like I've never done before to get your hands dirty because found people find people. Come on, ushers, come help me with, with, with what you're passing out. They're going to put something in your hand. We got about six weeks until Easter, and found people, find people. So I got you a little reminder. Now listen, I'm going to give you some instructions about it. They're going to pass a container by, and I want you to take one. Look at your neighbor, your husband who's not a rule follower. Tell him, one, dummy, one. Don't reach your hand in there. Take a whole bunch. Come on, they're coming for you. Reach in there and grab one and don't open it and don't, don't, don't use it now because I got something for you. This is how we're going to end today. Vision weekend. Is that okay, everybody? Do you receive the vision God has for your life, everybody? I hope you do. I hope you do. I hope you get in the boat today at Growth Track. I hope you find a connect group this week. If you haven't joined in, join in this week. Come on, reach in there. Grab one of those and hold in your hand. Everybody got one? If you don't have one, raise your hands. Come on, ushers, look around. If you don't have one, raise your hand. Right down front, right here, Jonathan, these guys, is coming down. All right, holding your hand. It's a red Lifesaver. I love Lifesavers, by the way. Anybody else like hard candy? I love it. I love it. My wife chews gum. Drives me absolutely bananas. I like hard candy. Don't open it. Because I want this lifesaver to represent the person still in the water. The person that you have in your life that's still drowning in their own sin, their own problems, their own stuff, their own mess. The person, they're not bad, they're just lost. They're just in the water. They're not found yet, and they they need someone to rescue them. And 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 from now until Easter Sunday, I want you to hold this with you in your pocket everywhere you go. That's going to be hard. Not to just reach in your pocket and grab one. So put put different ones in the other pocket, right? So you always have one. But this one I want you to keep. And 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 I want you to keep it. Every time you pray for and invite that person and reach for them from now till Easter Sunday, I want you to take these next six weeks and I want you to think, God, who, who is it? Where are they? Who's the person in my life are you praying for, believing God for? There was another church a few years back that did something very similar to this. I just talked to a member of our team. She still carries it around, still has it with her. He hasn't come to Christ yet. And when they come to church with you, hopefully Easter Sunday, And and, and, and I tell you this often, but Most of the time I want you to bow your heads and close your eyes and nobody look for prayer. But if you bring somebody with you that needs God that day, if you bring your life server with you that day, you just pray with one eye open. You know what I mean? And you watch them. And I'll present the gospel in the clearest, most compelling way. I'll I'll extend the life raft of hope. That Jesus is the only answer. And with tears falling out of their eyes and when they raise their hand to give their heart to Christ. You reach in your pocket and grab that lifesaver. You can put it in your mouth that day. You just remember, just remember. This isn't a cruise ship. I'm here to rescue somebody. I got a job to do. I got to know God for myself, and I got to get in a group to settle all of my stuff. I got to get on the growth track to find my place, and I got to get busy making a difference. Stand to your feet. Grab your lifesavers. Put them in your pockets. Bow your heads. Father. Father. Come on, team, hurry, I'm late. Father, thank you for this amazing church. God, I pray today that everything that I spoke to them, you would speak to their hearts like only you can. God, translate everything I said wrong and, and make it right, make it make sense. God, let, let them let them feel my heart for them to know God. To find freedom in their lives, to settle their yesterdays and all the past, all the mistakes, all the hurt. To stop living for themselves, to realize God has a plan, a purpose for their lives. They, they haven't gone too far to discover that purpose. They can all, God can always rewrite your story to get to the ending He has planned. Let them go all in with God to make a difference with their lives. Now with your eyes closed, if you're in this place today and you've never surrendered your heart to Christ, I want to give you the chance to do that. It's super simple. Giving your heart to the Lord is as easy as an authentic prayer from your soul. The Bible says, Romans says it like this. If you'll believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, then you'll be saved. So I'm going to give you a chance to do that right now. Just with everything inside of you, pray a prayer that sounds like this. Everybody out loud say, Dear Jesus, I'm a sinner. I need you to save me. Forgive me of all of my sins. Heal me. Deliver me. I give you my whole life today. Because of the resurrection, I can have new life. Thank you for that. Be my Father, the Lord of my life. Take over every area, every mistake, every dream. I give it all to you in Jesus' name. Everybody shout amen. Come on, let's give God a shout of praise, everybody.